Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Ignorant Bliss. This is Julian Lytle. This is episode 60. Um, I recorded this a little while ago uh, with a group of people. Um, it is about the the Dilraj man cover for Island number six, oh, 15. Number 15, the last issue. And the controversy over the way in which he rendered a black woman completely out of the color black with red lips, big yellow afro hair, Dornaka earrings and, and such. And the fact that some people asked how did this get through and Brandon Graham, the curator and creator of Island, the way he handled the online discussion, especially with two people that I have on this episode, uh, J.A. Micheline, known as Jam, and Daryl Ayo. Uh, basically, he kind of dismissed black women's opinion on the matter. And when Daryl Ayo, a black man, spoke about the same things, he acknowledged it and basically acted like, "Oh, I didn't think of it that way." It, it was a, it was a, it was a kerfuffle. Um, so me and my good homie Ronald Wimberly was like, "Yo, we should talk about this." In which I have Jam, Daryl Ayo, Jonathan Gray, Ron, and Sherlyn Eaton on, and we talk about all of this discussions of art, editorial practices, and such. So I would say, listen to the episode. And you'll get everyone's handles. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy. Peace. Falling your ways So you can crumble Falling your ways So you can sleep at night Falling your ways So you can wake up I guess mm-hmm. they, um, I was able to get to the, ori- the original tweeters. I was able to get everybody on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Try to get a little bit more balanced, yeah, balanced woman voices on here, but yo, people gotta get that paper. Work is real. True. Yeah, man. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that side was serious. Yeah. So, um, I usually don't do this, but could everybody introduce themselves? A lot of diapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, Ronald Wimberly, uh, cartoonist and uh, diminishing character, web character. 
Um, I'm Jonathan Gray, uh, professor and intermittent Twitter presence. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm Daryl Ayo. I draw comics and talk about them. I'm Jam or J. Michael. And, um, I write about comics and I critique them sometimes. All right. All right. So what brought us together is that um, recently on the last issue of Brandon Graham's Island Anthology, he had a cover by an artist by the name of, was it Dilaraj Man? I don't know if I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. the, uh, the man's name right. Uh, and it portrayed a black woman uh, completely rendered in pure blackness, pure black ink. The color <laughs> came 100% in printing lingo with a yellow afro with a fist raised and a shirt on. I'm guessing she's kind of, you could say maybe she was uh, a plus-size woman and the lips were colored very, very red. And for some, it was, especially black people, it didn't sit too well, especially once people started doing a little research and finding out that the artisan is black, but he's like uh, English, an Englishman that's Indian that lives in London and kind of lives in Canada at the same time, and he has a regular case of drawing black people that way, and Brandon Graham didn't react too well to critiquing of his editorial process of picking said cover. And I think that that's 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 about all I really know because I kinda tapped out once I saw the cover. But I know that uh Jam you wrote you wrote some fine words on Twitter going back and forth with him and um I read a blog post for you and some other critics about it. And Daryl, I saw you wrote a nice Twitter thread going back and forth about it. So here we are to discuss this a little bit, especially in some of the art context. I think it's a dialogue that should be had that I don't know if anybody was running up trying to have in some type of recorded medium. So hence we are. <laughs> so who would like to go first? I know Ron, you kind of wanted to talk about this too. No, no, no. I, was just, I was wondering if you paused for the drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that blog? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, I mean, I. I. I didn't particularly want to start. I thought um, I came in on Daryl's uh, post. I think that's where I I, uh, I saw just it happened to be the last little bit on the, you know, scrolling down. It was as far as I was willing to go on the feed. I think I might have too many people on my feed. And so uh, I saw the reaction, and I was it was that tail end of the conversation. So then I just kind of went, or maybe somebody reposted Daryl's, and I just, uh, I was reading it. 
And yeah, man, I'm not I'm familiar with Dilraj, uh, man's work. Like I've seen it before. Like I bought a poster, for it, whatever. I never. Um, I don't know. It's like I, I hadn't given too much thought to uh, sort of the exploitative elements of his work until I saw sort of like the black black fist thing, mm. and um, that kind of in hindsight, you know, I kind of had one of those uh, Kaiser Soze moments. <laughs> Looking back over the the other sort of um, the images and sort of the symbols, you know. Uh, and kind of gave me a different, a different sort of feeling about the work in general. I like, I mean, I love, I love the, uh, some of the work. It's just, I don't know, I'm not going to front like there isn't some problems there, but I don't know, I'm almost, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted about this general subject right now. So, Daryl or Jan, why don't y'all, like, you know, kick it off? Yeah, I mean, I'm a lot less familiar with um, his work than you guys are. Um, I think this was the first thing I'd seen, and... I don't know if I would feel any differently if I had not, if I had seen a bunch of stuff earlier. I feel like I'd be, like, about the same as you because actually someone showed me something else of his that, that kind of used the same aesthetic, sort of, and it bothered me a lot less. So I think this image particularly seemed really transgressive to me. So it's also kind of weird that it's the first one that I've seen, but you're right. Like, part of it is the black power fist and like all of this stuff going on and I just look at it and it's like who do you think you are dude <laughs> like, like who do you think you are frankly like that like that's kind of the underlying question that I have where I'm like I mean I don't even necessarily feel comfortable playing with this shit sometimes so like what are you doing I mean it's that's gener- my general feeling <laughs> Hey, Derek, you got some thoughts? Because I know you were a nice, long Twitter thread. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been sort of just waiting for it to happen. And, I mean, I talked about that for uh, a little bit. In fact, it's one of the first things I said. Uh, but actually, it's literally the second thing I said looking at my notes. Like, like he's been doing this for a long time. He is a living person. He knows what he's doing. Has to at least he has to be at least aware that there is a question to be raised. And it feels as though he's just been sort of daring someone to ask it. So I say, you know, you know, I know that a lot of people don't like to talk about stuff because they're like, I don't know, is this going to start a fight? But I, but but the first thing that I said. Uh, in this discussion, this recent discussion, is he's been begging for this for a long time. And the first thing I thought when I looked at his work the first time I saw it, like, way back in the days online, I was just, like, looking around, like, oh, so... So no one's okay. Well, one day he's gonna get caught he's caught sideways on this, you know. Like that's you know, he's gonna get blindsided because he's got. Cause I was like, I, you know, I just looked around like, oh, this is okay now. Okay, fine. <laughs> See what happens. Keep doing that. <laughs> and, you know, it's just sort of like you you sort of expect somebody to like get slapped or something, and they don't, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't have the 
I don't. I definitely don't have the same like visceral reaction that I've seen from you and some other folks. And mm-hmm. it's not because I've seen his work before, but like it's. I don't know. It, 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 it's not, and it's also not that I don't care. It's just also sort of like. Um, like this seems like the opportunity to start talking about a bunch of stuff that I'm really interested in talking about. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, much better. Is that what I say again? I was. Yeah, I just wanted for you to clarify. Do you mean like this? This instance is an opportunity for you to talk about um, other things. What are those things? No, I. Uh, I mean, um, his work in general and his style of drawing black people in general just seems like like it reminds me of things that I want to talk about, whether literal talking or through my own work. So it's it, it, it's a lot of times it's sort of like a sort of like a bookmark reminder. Like, oh yeah, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> say about that, but um, yeah, like I think this. I think it's. I think that my personal feelings don't matter as much. Like it's just offensive, even though I'm not personally offended. I'm just sort of like, because you know, you 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 can witness something and be like, oh wow, that's that's wrong, you know, Daryl. But yeah. Um, and Jam, I want to like, like know explicitly uh, what explicitly what you guys find offensive about the image. Like, if you could just briefly describe explicitly what it is, even if like, do you have the image in front of you? What's yeah. that? Which issue was it? It's 16. Oh, 15. Oh, 15. It's the last one. I know. I know that one for sure. Yeah, it's 15. Okay. Unless our headline is wrong. <laughs> No, no, you could possibly be right. I'm guessing. I, I haven't read an issue of Ireland since uh, one. So. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a couple things. Like, I think um, when I saw some of his earlier art, or, like, different art from this, I guess, um, I actually wasn't particularly bothered by, the, like, the, like, super dark black skin um, that I saw in some other pieces because it didn't have, like, the bright red lips. Um, it was just, like, a way of depicting black people as being super dark, and there are plenty of, like, super dark black people, so I don't really care about that. But then I think the juxtaposition of, like, super dark black plus, like, the, like, big red lips really invites, like, the Sambo comparison. And then on top of that, it's, like... So I'm in two minds about the fist, right? Because I think by somebody else, this could have been really dope. Because, like, I think one of the things that sucks about... Um, you know, having discussions about um, anti-blackness and, like, black power and all these things is that, you know, we end up focusing on, you know, the things that are going wrong, the things that we're dealing with, the things that we're suffering from, and then not really remembering that black power can also mean black joy. So I feel like by a black artist, I would have seen this and been like, you know, it's cool that this, like, person who seems like like a really fun person, I guess, like, with, like, all of her, like, wild fashion is also participating in this, like, black power element. But it all goes wrong when I, like, know that it's created by a person who isn't black, so then I'm like, why? For what? Like, to me, the offensive part is, A, I guess, like, the whole Sambo borrowing without really understanding what that means, and B, the borrowing of the black power fist in a similar way. Like, why? What does that mean to you, and why are you using it? 
Yeah, the, the fashion choices are, are very interesting too. The um, the the ostentatious nature of the earrings, the glasses, yeah. the shirt, the uh, bracelet, the uh, brightly colored fingernail polish. Mm-hmm. It's like like. There's a point where I don't know if you're supposed to be celebrating this type of woman or you're making fun of it. And it's the same thing yeah. I have with black people. Like, uh, like, like, how are you using ratchet? Like, uh, is it pejorative or is it celebratory? Like, there's moments where I feel weird, and this takes it to a whole other level because it's like, Yo, you, you some Indian dude from Canada. Like the the weird thing that that threw me off was when I was reading your back and forth with Brandon was that he was like I didn't even know what race he was. It's like it took me five minutes to find out he was an Indian dude. <laughs> like yeah. I searched his name, I, I found his Facebook, and I was like, I'm seeing him in conventions. I'm like, yo, fam, like. I mean, right, but but that's the thing is that, that's the thing is that, like, I look at this image and I'm like, I better find out if this person is black, like, immediately. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I I don't, I don't, no, go ahead. Jonathan wants to say something. Yeah, I I just wanted to to, to talk about, like, the idea of of black respectability, and I feel like it's, it's an interesting, like, if it was a black person, I would be like, yeah, this person is sort of, you know, mocking the idea of that you have to be respectable in order to sort of be political. Yeah. Um, But looking, you know, but it just, it just reads like every stereotype of a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like the big, the big earrings, big lips, um, you know, ridiculous hair that can't possibly be your hair, whatever that means, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it just reads like, um, like not celebratory at all, um, and part of that is knowing the social position of the artist, which people say, "Oh, that, that shouldn't matter," but of course that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I'm in a maybe in a weird place because I don't I don't feel much of any of that. Like I really I don't I don't even I don't care if it's celebratory or not. Like I don't care if he's Indian or not. Like I really I really don't care. What I think bothers me is. Um, and in a way how the rest of his work, looking at his work and, and this, you know, uh, I told you I had that sort of like a, what do you call it, Kaiser Soze moment, is because like this is sort of the aestheticizing and the flattening out of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I look at the, um, I, play, now, I mean, if you guys know my work, like I play with, um, I play with uh, Sambo, and I play with that type of imagery on occasion. Um, my last book, if you look at the cover, essentially is a um, repurposing of some of that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just, Black History in its own words, I just, like, um, when there, there are things in this that have meaning, and to uh, aestheticize them and juxtapose them with uh, things that are symbols that have meaning is a sort of destruction, right? So maybe whether he's black or not, I think 
thinking about or looking at the, the things that this artist addresses in his work, um, what the publication addresses, um, given given a, uh, you know, like I don't, I haven't read Island, like I, you know, um, but what I'm looking, like I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know, do they, do they deal with anything? Like, are, are they are they having this sort of conversation? What I'm looking at here is the exploitation of an aesthetic. So, like, uh, black power as an aesthetic. You know, black skin as an aesthetic. The sambo, the sambo as an aesthetic, completely divorced from the history of it, right. but not addressing that history. Not like uh, either saying like, oh yeah, you know, sambos are great. And like uh, black people really all do look the same, and <laughs> you know, or doing the opposite, right? Like saying, well, hey, well, what, you know, maybe Sambo, you know, someone with that skin shouldn't, you know, be demonized, you know, just because they have dark skin or they, because they have red lips. Like nothing is really being said about it. Just the aesthetic is being used. And for me as an artist, like that, it it just makes me pose a whole lot of questions. And then looking back at the rest of the work. Um, that I that I really like. I'm kind of like, hmm. Well, also, all of these women's bodies are the same. Like all of the characters are their own type of sambo, right? Like different haircuts, all the same build, all kind of like glammy, sexy women, right? And that makes me think, like, well, hmm. He's reduced not only these black figures, but he's reduced all of these women in general. Mm-hmm. So like, this is just like this is his thing. And that's something, like, I was a little bit vexed with myself. I never really thought about it because up until the, the Black Fist, I never really had something aestheticized that I, you know, and destroyed by aestheticizing it that, like, I kind of felt a little bit of pain from. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I was, I, I, I oh, noticed that too. Big black, big black women, like, all in black silhouette. Oh, I love black figure. Like, I love all of this. They were just, it was pleasant to my eye. And then all of a sudden, when I saw him do the same thing to the Black Fist, like, it's, you know, it, sh- it hit me like a strike of lightning, you know? And it doesn't matter, like, really uh, who he is. Like, Dilraj Man could be, you know, he could be some guy totally subverting this in every other image, but he's not, right? Like, he'd still be Indian. He'd even be white, right? But he's not, you know? Um, I I understand the reaction to it. Like, yeah, I would give it a pass, but real talk in comics right now, there's black people exploiting, exploiting like, black pain, black violence, the imagery of those things, who, like, I actually have a big problem with, and they black. So I keep it 100. But that's just... That's what this uh, image um, did to me. I actually rather like the image on, on a superficial uh, way. Uh, yeah, I tried to too. But, and hold on for a second. I'm trying to add somebody else in. Uh, Cheryl Lynn Eden. I was able to get somebody else another. So we want music biz, but me up trying to do number friendships, but I keep the. I was 18, making beats in my studio, I did it for the joy. Now you might feel it take too long, but we gon' fight and keep on marching to our dream, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. It break my heart every time I turn the news on and see the police shot another young brother, black boy. You know we had a mother, father, grandmother, brother, sister, but you see him as another black boy. Now you might feel it take too long, but we gon' fight and keep on marching to our dream. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
traveling a lot also. Uh, I like, like when I first saw it, like aesthetically, I was like, well, damn, this is really well done. But instantly, my brain was like, I don't know about this. And then when I looked at his work, <laughs> when I yeah. looked at his work, like yeah. I, I didn't look, I didn't know him before at all, and I noticed the same thing. I was like, why are the women bodies the exact same? Like all of right. them. Why are their faces exactly the same? And the only reason you can tell the black one apart is because their skin are completely black and yeah. they have, like, different hairstyles. But other right. than that, like, oh, like, they're all the same. They might have glasses. They might wear blue yeah. shorts. It's almost as if you're, like, in the head of one of those whack-ass hipster dudes. And, like, <laughs> it's like how they see a group full of women at, like, a, a party or something, right? You know I mean, what I, mean? Like, what I what I would say is, like, it's almost like black men don't notice anything about women's bodies until it shows up for their shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> almost, though. Not quite, but almost. I'm just not going to I didn't even know this dude existed until this cover, and I was like, what? I mean, I, mean, I also, like, I think... If there's a way to say, like, like, the, like what you guys are saying, too, like, superficially, like, I'm into, like, the patterns. I'm into, like, the look of it. Um, but, I mean, Ron, you're saying that, like, you know, it doesn't matter that he's, like, white or Indian. He could be, like, black or, like, whatever. But there's a difference between a black person profiting off of black pain and, like, a white person profiting off of black pain. Like, even if they're both doing the same thing, those things, those differences still matter. Um, I don't know. It's harmful to the community. Anyway, go ahead. John, you want to say something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the wrong room. in the room with woman Ron. I don't get to talk. Um, um, I'm teasing Ron. Listen, but it's funny that, that, that you say that, Jam, because, um, I mean, this conversation is happening right now at the Whitney um, behind Dana Schultz's painting of Emmett Till. Right. And it's the same thing at at a different register. Right. Because, of course, you know, the Whitney, we're talking about billionaires trying to buy art and, you know, turn middling artists into millionaires. Right. And that's not what we're talking about with Island Number 15. Yeah. But but I think it is the same in that, you know, you have um, the artist is like, well, you know, I have a deep affinity for Emmett Till. And I feel it's like, but you. Yeah. uh, uh, Upper middle class white woman who. Who has no direct connection and um, you know um, it's for me that's why it's troubling because like these things are these these things are almost echoes of the same thing right um, you know we have the right to anything and there are no boundaries for any of things if, if I want to you know take this image and exploit it the way I see fit no one can say anything about that like I have carte blanche I mean, and this is the thing that we get into with discussions about who has the right to do what and who can do what and whatever. Like, there's so many conversations that waste all of our time about, like, you shouldn't tell artists what they, like, can or can't do. Like, artists can do whatever they want. Like, I obviously am not going to, like, walk over to Dilraj Mon's, like, house right now and slap the pen out of his hand. Like, that man can continue to do whatever he wants. Like, but these conversations, like, they're not... They, they have to happen. They're important that they happen. And I hate when the people waste time with, like, uh, but, you know, we have to protect artists' rights. Like, artists have the right to do whatever they want. No one's saying that they can't. That just doesn't mean that they aren't going to, like, catch some hands over it sometimes, <laughs> you know? And, and like, um, my, my personal feeling about it doesn't take away from how you or Daryl feel about it. Yeah. Like, personally, it's like, to me, I like, I'm... It, 
and it's got a lot to do with my own experience right now. I'm vexed by, I'm vexed by like a lot of things going on, and a lot of the stuff I'm vexed by is actually by black artists exploiting that. You know what I mean? So when it's when it's somebody like this, it's like, okay, yeah, like I'm I'm vexed about it. But it's like it's almost you know it's like a baby playing with toys that they don't know how to use, right? Yeah. He don't even you know he doesn't he doesn't get a pass for it, right? Like he's about to learn, right? <laughs> but like there's there's cats out there that like honestly should know, and they're like they're just profiting off of it, and I don't think they're profiting off of it in a way that kind of like moves the conversation along. I think they're profiting off of it in a sort of way where it's like, okay, like, let's just, you know, let's get this money. And in some cases, let me get this money within, like, a institutional uh, environment where, like, I am the um, the, the piece to leverage this for uh, maybe even white corporate interests or, you know, um, and bring that market to them, you know what I mean, as a black creator, writer. Yeah. So, but that's a different story altogether. I totally dig how you feel. Like I have that. I have the same reaction. I think maybe I just have a little bit of a. Um, at the end of the day, it makes me feel so strong. It's like I really don't. You know, I don't care. Could have. Could have. What do they say? Purple, green. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like when I see when I see the language and when I see what it's doing with the symbols, I'm just kind of like, okay, all right, yeah, no. Nah, like I would. I probably would have had. Yeah, maybe if it was a black artist, I, they probably would have gotten a little bit more of a. Um, I would have thought harder about what their intent was, you know? Yeah. I would have, but I think I would have come to the same conclusion, but I would have felt a little bit more locked in. I wouldn't have felt like I could have, I could have um, criticized it publicly. I tell you that much. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard, right? Because, like, I think I feel what you're saying in terms of, you know, when, when other black people, like, do certain things, when you're, like, man, like, you should know better than that. <laughs> but then, like, on the other hand, I'm like, uh, you know, I should just let black people live, and, like, am I going to put them, you know, under more scrutiny in terms of, like, them knowing better than, like, say, white people? But, like, yeah, I mean, I definitely do feel some kind of way about a lot of different actions. Like, for me, this individual image, I can see a way in which it's meant positively, um, I can construct, like, some kind of narrative, like, positive intent if it was done by a black person. But, like, oh, hey. Hi, folks. Hi. Hey. I just yeah. added you when I sneaked you in. That's all good. Okay. All right. Hi, guys. Hey. Really? <laughs> so, so, um, uh, Jim, I don't want to cut you off. I, I do no, 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 go for it. Um, so how do you guys feel about this particular incident um, uh, viewed through the eye of, like, the editorial process? So, like, let's say, you know, so man isn't just acting by himself. He's not just like, oh, I yeah. had this great idea that I wanted to put out. Like, you know, if I wanted to put, and I have, when I've wanted to put out certain things, like um, the editorial process kind of, that's what I do and says like okay for either uh, social reasons economic reasons whatever like okay let's not do this right mm-hmm. um, 
And I think in uh, environments where there is a, an organic diversity, a lot of that just happens organically. You know what I mean? Like someone wants to put out, you know, whatever uh, our crumb image, but like then it's like, oh, but there's a bunch of women in there, and like they are, they have agency within that sort of editorial space, and they're like, oh yeah, let's not put this out because like actually, you know, this is. Yes, it's the same shit, but it's actually not even, uh, you know, it's not our brand. It's not helpful. It's not dope, you know, for whatever reason. Um, what do you guys think about it? I mean, I can't speak to, I don't know what the editorial is like for this magazine, but, like, can we talk about that? Like, can we talk yeah. about real responsibility yes. in this regard? Yeah, totally. Especially because Brandon made such a big deal out of it. <laughs> I just don't understand why you can't at that point bring someone in. If you are working on a project and you see, this is not in my wheelhouse, I don't have expertise with this, why not bring someone in just temporarily? I'm not saying to hire a completely new editor working 9 to 5, but why can't you just say, I know somebody I can call about this, let me just run a task and see if this is going to work. I'm saying Brandon. That, I don't, that's the sticking point, though, right? <laughs> like, Brandon didn't realize that wasn't in his wheelhouse. Like, if you, don't, like you, have to, you have to have, like, the foresight to realize that something's not in your wheelhouse to call somebody in the first place. And, like, judging by the conversation that we had and, like, the stuff that he said, I'm not under the impression that he felt that this was outside of anything that he could handle. Yeah, well, the question uh, to me is, well, I'm sorry, did you call anybody? So I remember I was working backwards through all these conversations that I was contributing in now on Twitter, and I remember he said, well, I spoke to other black women about it, and I was like, man, I was not one of them, and I hope that nobody on Twitter thinks I was one of them, because I was not one of those black women. He did not call me, and I wish he had. You know, so I was wondering, did he call someone who is just now very silent about it after what has happened, and, you know, when it asked them before, you know? I mean, I don't know. I even feel some kind of way about that because, like, if he had called me, I'd have been like, absolutely not, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but, like, but, but, like, let's say it was somebody else who maybe either doesn't, or let's say if it was even, like, Daryl or Ron who feel less upset about it or don't necessarily feel, or, like, I guess both of you guys kind of feel a little bit some kind of way about it. But, like, you can't have, like, you know, two or three black people be like your approval for black things like definitely you know you should you should like you know have somebody else look at it but at the same time like a if i was like one of those several black women i'm sure brandon is friends with um i definitely would be keeping silent at the <laughs> also like <laughs> also like you can't you know like what are you gonna do though like at this point i'd be like i you know brandon who what else you know like because you've been put in a position and this is the reason though right like now you've been in, put in a position where someone else is saying well this black woman said it was okay so what's your problem <laughs> and and yeah. that's and that's like kind of you know the misuse of of that kind of feedback where it's like oh you know maybe these like two or three black women that I asked were comfortable with it but if even one other black woman is not comfortable with it then it may be that there's a problem let's discuss it and I wish that that's kind of how it had gone down (laughs) yeah I I'm not really um, I don't know let me start again um 
when it comes to editorial, I always got the sense that the actual editing process, from what it seems like the editing process is more the selection of the artists, not the editing of what they do. And, you know, you see that a lot in um, in indie comics, I think, where where they're not actually going through content. It's more like we've, the editorial is we have selected this person and we're running with what they do. So that's mm-hmm. a different kind of edit- approach to editorial than you see in, like, larger comics um, organizations and, you know, and then just the world at large, you know? Is that editorial, though? That's curation, maybe. Well, yeah, technically, but that's what, but that still ends up being, like, who the editor is in certain types of, in certain contexts. And mm-hmm. it's not just, I'm not saying that's specifically what happened here. But that seems to be the kind of style that I may have heard Brandon talk about, and it's definitely something that happens with uh, other types of um, other types of small comics where they're really like, like you like you said, it is curation more than editorial. But you know that's that is what they call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means because then you're taking it on your you're basically either going to say. I mean, at that point, you're basically saying, like, I'm standing behind anything that this person I've selected uh, does. So, I mean, that's that's a bold thing to assert ahead of time, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah. Uh, but then after that, um, you end up with a situation where, like, somebody questions something, I think... From an ethical standpoint, I think you kind of have to just like go straight to bat for it. Mm. I mean, do you think? Do you think that was? I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I'll just be real quick. But I don't think that Brandon going to bat for his artist is necessarily the way. I don't think he should have done it in the way he did. Like you can go to bat for something, you can defend something without like going on this long tirade or whatever. But um. I think that that's the approach that you see um, with uh, these anthologies and uh, so on. It's just like, we stand behind this, we pick this because we trust this artist, and that's that. And that's sort of like the approach. So I, I, I understand it, even if I don't think that it was done particularly well in this case, and it definitely wasn't handled well after the fact when there's a discussion. I I agree. That's that's where my um, my inner Bill Duke from Minnesota Society was like, you know where you fucked up, right? Like, uh, he, my thing was it was like he was battling, he was fighting, he was fighting Jam, he was fighting everybody else, and then like Dale, when you came in with that nice little thread when you was talking about the work, your history with looking at homeboys' work, you know the things you like to do with your work, and all of a sudden he was like. Yo, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I was kind of wrong. I was like, bro, uh, like this is why I don't. This is why I was thinking about more life. This is why I was listening to Drake. Like, like, like what, is, what is going on? Like, did he actually do this on Twitter? Like, damn. So damn. it happens in every situation, and it's funny because a lot of uh, I don't want to say the images because then that's going to come back to bite me But a lot of the indie dudes are like, well, we would never act like that. Marvel would act like that. DC would act like that. And it was just funny. And I love Brandon. I've known Brandon since I was nineteen. 
but he went in that same well-worn path of, I'm going to have my hackles up, I'm going to get defensive, I'm not going to be relaxed talking about this at all. And I, I really wish... Actually, I'm kind of glad it worked out the way it did in that, not that like everybody is holding hands and friends at the end, but you can realize that you can screw up, you can talk about it, you can apologize, and it's not the end of the world. We can be adults and we can have these discussions, you know? And I think a lot of times people don't even want to have the discussion at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, did he apologize? Did I miss that? He did not apologize? Uh, I don't know. Did he I, I, I tapped out. out. I, I, I know I tapped out. I, I'm not gonna lie. I tapped out. He seemed like he was glad that he had had the conversation or whatever. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm so intimate on that Twitter stuff. Like, I'm. I'm kind of with Daryl. Like, I'm more. I'm more interested in. You know, I'm not interested in anybody's redemption. I'm more interested in like thinking about. Um, I'm. I'm glad this happened too because I'm interested in having a conversation about the use of. Uh, images because like this is this is also like a historical issue with cartooning like a lot of my favorites you know um not favorites i should i should exaggerating but a lot of cartoonists have used this have you know kind of um dipped in this well whether you're talking about like um the flattening out of people in regard to their skin color or like their sex or gender or sexuality so like it's interesting um it's an interesting conversation to have i I agree on that point like yeah it is an opportunity to have this discussion so when people throw tantrums about it you know it's it's a little vexing or when they're completely silent (laughs) you know it's kind of like um you know it speaks volumes to uh so like my original problem with it is just like it is the aestheticization of things that uh have actual intellectual value so when when it goes down and you want to have that conversation you're further digging yourself into to the hole of saying that like you know um this is an aesthetic like um the sambo like the image of the sambo the black fist a woman's body as it's been used in comics is not um worth discussing outside of its use as an aesthetic so and that to me is very problematic you know what i mean um mm-hmm. I y'all dig what i'm saying no i completely do what you're saying I, I think I, I wish we could have arrived at at that level of discourse. Was that bad? Sorry. No, 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 no. I I, I think my like, main. Pro- oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't. I thought you were done. I didn't mean to. Cut no, you no, off. I am done. Please uh, I was. My main issues when I saw it was. Uh, editorial uh mission statement like it was like he was he was editorially irresponsible mm-hmm. and I, I the first thing i thought about like if i had a magazine if i had an anthology if it was coming out through image i wouldn't be like I, i'm not going to be this curation person where i'm like your work is so dope do whatever you want do this cover and i'm putting it out like nah fam we having a conversation like if I see something that I know that I know is gonna is gonna like rouse people, we gotta have a conversation about why we while we rousing people and I might have to put an editor statement 
in the front cover. Like, it ain't going to be no cute comic neither. It's just like, yo, this is what it is. And we can have this conversation. You can write these letters. But I ain't see none of that. All I just saw was a cover, and I was like, bruh, bruh, bruh. Bruh, I didn't see you. Nobody told you no. Nobody told you no. You yeah. surprise everybody with this. <laughs> I don't know. I just when I saw the cover, I was just fatigued. And you just get tired of people using I don't say this was apparently like part of my friends using your skin to sell their shit. And especially in the comics industry, there are so there are so many black women creators but they're creating via self publishing. They're not getting that check. They're not being called by an editor. Mm. So basically and there is such a there are so many images of black women. I just remember like seeing like the list of the solicitations that's coming out and all these black leads with like creative teams with no black women, no black editors, no black anything. And it, it's just frustrating to see yet another image from a top file that makes you an object instead of a peer, instead of a creator. And that's just what's so frustrating to me. I don't know if I would have been as irritated by the cover if there were other black women out there at Image that yeah. to my cover. This is my response to it. But you have all of these people talking about our skin and, and using it in their, you know, depictions of it. And we, we don't have any voice to, to respond to it. And that's what is really frustrating. Mm. So I'm just tired, you know? Yeah. I think that's the thing that also angered me about, I mean, separate from, like, the, the discussion about, it, like, the aesthetics of it, which I think is still important, but, like, I think the thing that was actually most infuriating, like talking to Brandon, wasn't necessarily like, you know, what we were talking about, but like the, the conversation finished, and then he was like, "Oh, Daryl said some great stuff that I've already said like a significant portion of," and he's like, "Oh, this perfectly makes sense," and I'm like, "I hate you," <laughs> and then and then he like tweets this entire thread later on that did that basically elicited all of the points that I'd already said to him like six times, and he's like, "Here are Zainab's thoughts," and I'm like. I definitely hate you. Like, <laughs> like, what are you like, how are you going to be like, a black woman just told you, like, all of these things, but here's a black man and a brown woman's opinion on it. Okay, like, you know, it's part of that whole thing where it's like, you know, ignoring black women's feelings on the way that black women are depicted and just kind of dismissing them. Um, and even he didn't even have to, like, necessarily agree with what I was saying, but, like, I'm sure there were other people who were also, like, trying to have that conversation with him, but the only examples he held up were two people who weren't actually directly affected by it. Or, like, were semi-directly affected by it, because Daryl was still affected by it. No, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he, oh, man, it's, it just gets worse. And I, I met Brandon, he's a, he's a nice guy, you know, um, he's, he's cool, but, that, come on, gotta do better, bruh. Yeah, I, I think the apology was important because if you don't have that apology at the end, and I'm not saying, oh, you have to grovel, but the thing is, if you don't have that apology at the end, it diminishes what that woman was saying, you know, what, you know, her ideas, her thoughts, you know. She's a critic, a good critic, you know, that should be in line with everyone else, and you don't sit there and talk about, talk around her. 
And more, I guess we're just coming back to the object thing. Don't talk around us. We are human beings. We're critics. We're creators yeah. just like you. Please stop doing that. Please, please stop doing that. Yeah. I don't know if it's fear or, or what that they think we're just going to just wall out and like start screaming or whatever, which is, you know, a bias in itself. But stop just talking I mean, that's, that's like, the funny thing, though, is that, like, I think the angrier I get, the calmer I actually become. Just because I know that someone's expecting, no, straight up, because I think someone's, like, expecting me to, like, have a freak out. And it's just so much more, like, I think undermining for them to me to calmly be like, you know, that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but even if you're calm, you're angry anyway to them. Yeah. True. So it's true, and and the other thing that's wild is that like you know there's a stereotype of the angry black woman, but I'm I'm like you guys know that we have like at least a thousand reasons to be mad, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, don't be the angry black woman. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I'm good being angry. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the discourse, like it's I. I that we could have had a whole conversation about, you know, the use of black skin in that way. Because, I, I Daryl, I loved your thread um, discussing that, you know, discussing its impact on your work, discussing, you know, the way that, that you've kind of used that and were able to ma- manipulate it and, like, what its significance is when, when you do it, maybe when um, a different person who's not black does it. Um, and that could have been, like, you know, another great, you know, kind of angle to take on a lot of this stuff and all the stuff that Ron's talking about too like I think all those conversations are so important and great jump off like jump off places to have them but instead we have to <laughs> get down in the mud sometimes I had a baby's from the gator Georgia she know me know me from the streets I used to send it to her a pimpin' in my hand hell Toronto I'm always, always hitting danger, but she never coming. A bomb bitch, she from Austin, she smoke up, then she suburban, but she tall like she came from the wall. And my favorite bitch is from Atlanta, and she modern now. She date a nigga who ain't all this bullshit talking about. Are you guys familiar with Jose Munoz's work? Not as much as I should be. Um, the name sounds really familiar. Let me look it up real fast. <laughs> you know, I am. Oh, yeah, no, no, there's also the queer um, yeah. intellectual. Yeah. Jose Munoz. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, this is the different one, Jose Munoz. Um, and, like, he has imagery that when you look at it, it could, he's a cartoonist. He has imagery that when you look at it, it has all of the aesthetic qualities all of the many of the aesthetic qualities could be considered like um you know offensive but the characters are always humanized the cartooning hand is on everything you know like um and something about it to me is very radical like uh i think and he's brown you know what i mean like um little little light, uh, <laughs> light-skinned Argentinian dude, you know? So, like, it's not like he's he's from a place where, you know, he's from a place plenty of opportunity to run directly into, uh, sort of, uh, the, I don't know, people not really into black features. Argentina's kind of legendary. Yes, it is. Of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I think it's possible. I think it's possible for you know anyone to to use that imagery or to even use it in a radical way. I mean, the radical way would be uh, you know like flattening it out, but giving it death across the board. You know what I mean, like treating characters as human and it's just like I, I don't know I I feel the same way like I don't come from the same position in regards to my body being used in that way like it's used in a different way you know what I mean um, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely feel like I feel the weariness of it <laughs> you know what I mean like to the point where with cartooning and with um, I once made a little visual joke with the word cartoon which just made me like to kind of get across how much how embedded this sort of like I mean racism is the word for it right is a part of cart the history of cartooning of course um, and I think that uh, if you're a cartoonist B, you can't really ignore it when like some of the most famous cartoonists um, have have a relationship with this sort of you know the aesthetics of racism Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're someone like you're going to be on the cover of a magazine, like it just goes to show how diminished the voices are across the board that that could even happen. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, black women are out there, they're doing their own thing. Like you can't really, you you know, you can't sleep on. There's just so many great artists. When I say artists, I mean writers and, you know, illustrators, cartoonists across the board out there. But like, yeah, their voices are not really um, given the weight and you know what often they're ghettoized man like they had to create their entire own lane to do what they do and like they make you know i don't know in my experience i just don't find a lot of presence of black women inside their institutions you know but i gotta mm-hmm. say like, i don't have a big you know maybe more than you guys but i don't have like you know it's not like i'd be rocking with dc and marvel all the time i had a couple of jobs but those couple of jobs, they weren't really like, <laughs> I wasn't like in the meetings or like going into the office or like dealing with any black women. I, I can't really even think of any. And like, honestly, we'd have to talk to a white artist to really, to find out if they're, if they're experienced, they, they're the only people probably we could talk to who has like a, I don't know, some black artists out there. Where, where are all the black artists that are deep in these institutions? That we could talk to. What do you mean? Next time. <clears throat> like, right, with who the else should we talk to to kind of... They yeah, leave? Like, well, <laughs> Did they leave? Like, say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only person we could really talk to is um, um, David Brothers at Image. He's, mm. he's like the head of creative control, whatever that means. Um, I mean, I think, sadly, I think he might be the highest profile... Um, black person in the big three. You know, I don't think I don't think there's anyone on the editorial side higher up the chain than him. That's that's black. Yeah, he is too high. I think there's first off, what's the black name? Um, there's one black editor in Marvel. Chris um, Robinson. I know you. Yes. Know. And um, that's it, right? Hey, I, 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 yeah, that's what I know. I know he's he's the only one I know because he follows me. And everyone else is gone. I, Joe is not a DC anymore. Um, People making their own ways. Um, 
I guess people leave because they have a feeling. Um, I can't think of anyone besides being in this right now. And, and if we're talking about Marvel and DC, and then if we're spreading out to the big seven, then there's Joe. And that's a really small number of people. Yeah, I just looked at three men. There's no women. Yeah. no black women. And I think that's what's so frustrating to me, and that's what I was talking about, you know, after the whole thing happened, is that we're stuck in this situation uh, of being, like, shunned and desired at once, where you have all of these two-dimensional images of us everywhere, because I can just rattle off black female characters, and Marvel, DC, an image, but we don't have the flesh and blood in there, so we become this diversity shorthand, and it, it's such a terrible position and I, I really it's funny when I was talking about men about how non-black people of color kind of use that use it as a diversity shorthand because they're not being seen but they're being hired so like you'll have and I'm not calling you there but you'll have someone like write talk who I think is amazing 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 and he writes you know totally awesome hope and it's great that he's able to bring a Asian American voice to an Asian American character, but he was also given Storm. And I know that there's no way Marvel would ever hire a black woman. You know? So you get to have, you're not really seen or you're just only recently seen, but you get to have a voice behind the scenes. You get to have a check. And we are just seen everywhere and we're voiceless and checklist. And it, it, the checklist thing really bothers me. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice to get a check if I have to see myself everywhere. If I have to have a whole bunch of people following me on Twitter to see how I speak so that I use it for the black character they're going to write at DC or Marvel. You know, <laughs> I think that's really frustrating and it's parasitic. And I know it's going to hurt some people's feelings, but it is. Yeah. It got real depressing there at the end. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Keep each other company in the waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in the waiting room. I heard that. I'm not in the waiting room either. <laughs> I'm damn near out. I'm like, you know what? I don't need y'all. Y'all ain't there. Comments ain't that cool anyway. <laughs> hey, I done seen the mountaintop. I done seen coolness. And the clothes and the fashion just ain't up to par. I'm trying to chill. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, how do you actually, can you actually get kicked out of comics? Because I don't think so. I mean, um, I, mean I see people I think, from all types of stuff. I hope so for my own sanity that it'll happen soon. I <laughs> mean, I think... <laughs> 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 but honestly, I seriously don't think that you can actually get kicked out of comics. Yo, you can. You just you have can. to get a certain kind. Of, you, can, you can definitely get kicked out of comics. You gotta be kidding. Like, white yeah. guys can come back from anything. Okay, literally anything. Like, like, no one else can come back. And well, the other I thing think. is, 
that, like, the part of the way that they kick you out is that they don't even let you in in the first place. <laughs> which is, like, which isn't quite the same, but, like, there are people who I know for a fact could, like, do Marvel, DC, whatever level work, but they will never get it because of what they've said or what they've, like, you know, thought, had to say about, like, you know, corporate conduct, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, you know, there's some people who they don't even need to kick out because they're never going to let them in the the front door of the mainstream anyway. But, I mean, in terms of, like, getting kicked out, I guess you can always keep making your own comics if you want. So there's that. But in the way that we're talking about, yeah, totally. There are things that you can't come back from unless you look into art a certain kind of way. You get kicked out of that club. They, yeah, just like as you said, they'll just not let you. They'll just not let you in. Yeah. You know. I'm, have you singing fake love like you Drake? More life. More life. I wanted to hate it so bad, and then I heard it, and I was like, this is amazing, because you know, I'm like one of those, like, salty people who want to be a Drake hater, and then it came out, I was like, oh my god, no. It's how, I get, it's how I get through this comic book stuff, you know, in between not having these good conversations with you folks, I, I go listen to some rap music, and, um, <laughs> and I have rap discussions, which somehow ended up being a lot more civilized <laughs> and more interesting to have. Than, than, than comic books. I don't oh, know yeah. Happens, I mean, but for sure. <laughs> the level of discourse is so goddamn low in comics that, like, that's that's not even, that's not shocking at all. <laughs> you wouldn't be happy because now they have rapid fight in comics, so, you know, you get that mix between talk. You'll be good. Is that Black Hat Peace Comic coming? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> why not, right? Why, why not? You know? <laughs> you know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just still mad that like, you know, I had to have a conversation about whether a person was or wasn't black last week. That's 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 all. I'm still mad. So maybe he like legitimately did it know. I don't understand right. that. Like I looked it took right. me five minutes and I was on his Facebook page. No, but saw, yeah, this, I'm not even saying like not looking it up. Like let's say he didn't look it up. Fine. How's he gonna be like how dare you like say that this he's not black enough because he's British Indian and I'm like but you just said <laughs> but Jan <laughs> <you> just... <laughs> I, have a, I, I have a possible out although I don't think that he's going there it is, it, it is, in fact, it, it is in fact the case if you're old enough, and I don't think that that he is politically black. But but yeah, in in England, it, they call you know Pakistani people black. You know, so I don't know if he he being like super literal and saying no, like, you know, no, that, no, no. He's no. right from well, like Canada. Because I mean, I think that. If you you don't have to be black to you know address the topic of colorism in your work, mm-hmm. you know. But it was pretty clear that this was an image of a black woman in this instance. But I'm maybe I'm just giving him a little temporary, like a little possible out, and that he thought, well, this this artist is you know dealing with issues of colorism and being a brown person, that's perfectly fine for him, that's suitable for him. But I think he kind of crossed that line into this is not you know an image of a brown person. This is an image of a black woman in his work. So right. still even that is kind of. <laughs> you know. Ugh. It's nice. Like, I, don't, I 
not seen any brown women in his work, though, right? Maybe there's like Asian women in it. I don't know. He colors them all white uh, I don't know or black. Like even the Asian women yeah. are colored the same as white women. It'd be something if I saw like some work where like like brown women was drawn like all with like brown color or like like if you could do something like funky and you do like Native Americans rare or something or some real like if you <laughs> if you did Asian people if you did some like if you went full bore everybody on the stereotypical color shit. But nah, man, it was just black people. And I was like, like, I don't know. Maybe I got to see you in person one day. I Maybe I got to sit down. Like, I got to corner you, like, in a coffee shop and be like, like, hey, hey, bro, what's what's going on, fam? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, Miley, what's good? Oh, yeah, exactly. I used to with that, that, um, that rude boy that, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go, go straight top boy for a second. Be like, hey, you know what's good, Tom? You know, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, that's tired. Let's hope. Uh, hey, I mean, hopefully it's <laughs> oh, for his sake. That's not the most interesting thing about that comic that he did. I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think he'll be all right. I think in the end he'll have his indie lane completely fine like I think he'll go to his conventions like the comic art festivals and this will all be water under the bridge and people will forget because it's the last issue of this magazine anyway like yeah like it's it's done like he wasn't getting orders like that like are you talking about brand or about man I think man will be fine like I I think (laughs) man will be fine because like he'll just do what he's doing and like people will forget this overall like I'm not but like within the space of comic books like they're not even like they're really not even talking about it anymore because the thing had moved on to Spider-Man trailers you know you know how it is I got a question for you guys right in regard to like uh, comics and it's sort of relationship just like pornographic imagery, right? Like everything is pornographic, especially it seems like in American comics. Like everything is pornographic. Like everything is reduced just to how it titillates you visually. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I look through like what's popping, like indie or even like superhero stuff. And like the indie, sort of like there's this notion that the indie stuff is supposed to be like, you know, you know, it's, it's on the edge, it's on the outside. But, like, even looking at comics with a C or with an X versus comics, like, superhero comics of the time, it's like, at the end, they're just, like, they're just two sides of the same fucking coin. You know what I mean? Like, some sort of pornographic imagery. You know what I mean? Like, art from, like, you know, fucking some woman with their head in the toilet or, oh. like, you know, <laughs> some guy with a bunch of punches, like, you know, punching, you know, mentally ill people to death. You know what I mean? Like it's the same it's not it's the same side of the same you know, one one sort of developmentally arrested image versus another. You know what I mean? Like and this this sort of thing in the indie comics too, like when I look at this there's a whole political reason why, but I'm also just super disappointed like that it just boils down to this honestly folks. Like I'm just like, wow, okay, so really at the end of the day when you when you get when you get to be in this position, 
sort of like the creative avant-garde. Because, like, the, Dil Rajman was also in No Brow, like, in the No Brow magazines. And they're, like, really cool, man. Like, these magazines are really well, well put together. Like, the, the, um, the production quality is great. And it's just like, but what you come, what it boils down to sometimes is just, it's just aesthetic. It's just surface. So, like, you know, when you present, one, a human being that way, so, like, in this case, a black woman's body, right, which is, like, the only thing that gets to be, the only way it gets to be in this space is as an aesthetic, right? And then, B, like, not just that, but the politicized version of that, and, like, that also gets flattened out. It's just like, it's, at a certain point, I really don't care, man. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna get his work. I'm going to see what it looks like. But I'm just so disappointed by comics in general that, like, yo, we're not asking what well, we are, right? But they're not asking more of themselves when they set out to make something, right? Like, they're not asking more of themselves. Like, what they're offering us, <laughs> and by them, by they, I mean, people who are comfortably... Uh, given space within this uh, medium to express themselves at the highest of levels. Mm -hmm. What they're giving themselves, what they've chosen for themselves, and what they've chosen to give is just so fucking shallow. You know what I mean? And, like, with embedded in that shallowness is all of the offensive flattening out of people and their stories to pornography. And, like, I don't mean pornography in a fun sort of, like, people, you know, squirting, you know, all types of body fluids everywhere. I mean, like, pornography meaning, like, image and everything absent of meaning outside of aesthetic. And it's just frustrating to me. Like, is that too heady? We dig what I'm saying, though, right? I think, but, but the thing is, this is, like, a couple of generations after. I mean, it all started, and why don't they all start? It's like, this is all from... Hope, right? So we're, we should. I guess we should expect everything from comics because it, it's a method of storytelling, just like we expect everything from film, just like we expect everything, you know, from music. But for that mainstream, I don't really expect anything at a, a much higher level because it, it's descended from hope. I, I, you know, it's descended from those pretty crime comics and war comics, so I'm not really expecting that higher level. I don't want to say representation because you're not going to try to feed me something that's offensive to me as a woman or to me as a black person, but I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting things to be flattened out to a certain Does that make sense? I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, then I'm, like, grossly naive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I expect... You know, I expect, you know, because I take my, I, I take, I take the work that I do seriously, right? I take it seriously. So I, I kind of, um, you know, I kind of expect, all right, well, if we, if we're gunning, if we're trying to do things, if we're making things, like, <clears throat> I think, I, I don't want to confuse genre with medium, right? Like, I think everything is possible with this medium. And I think, um, if we're going to sit here and complain about, you know, the way comics are treated in regards to other mediums, then, like, we can't sit, we can't just continue to, like, shoot for the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, I, I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it. And I think that flattening out, like, if we're going to say it's okay in comics, then, like, can we really expect anything more than for someone to make a, a human being into an aesthetic? I mean, I think we can and should expect more because if we don't, then we're just dead in the water. Like, that's... I just don't expect it from certain places. I get... That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have your movie stars and then you have your actors and you have, you know, certain comics that are in one lane and certain comics that are in another. So I, I expect the best, but I don't expect the best from everywhere. I don't want to say the best because it feels like I'm insulting people. But like, listen, I'll sit there and be like 10 years in there and work comics. I don't care and I love them. And, you know, so it's not like I, I have the best taste anyway. But, you know, I, I don't expect everyone to be at that, I guess, that meaningful level where you are really, I sound like such a horrible person, where you are really saying something valuable. But um, I guess, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a place for that, you know, that that candy, that, that, that pop. And it's, yeah, it is flat, but... So is Island there? I mean, what Island is is really just a regular mainstream American, North American, modern comic book. There's really the only difference between Island and every other comic book is that it's an anthology of new stuff versus, like, you know, the 700th issue of Batman and, you know, something else. I mean, like, these are, I mean, these people are already working in the same field as the other North American mainstream comics. They're just doing their own thing. There's not an actual, it's not a, it's not a difference of, um, they're not going anywhere particularly different. It's the same thing as, as, um, Saga, Walking Dead, all this other stuff. I mean, if you want to get different, different then like, you know, you come down to Mocha this weekend and uh, <laughs> do some different, different stuff, and and some and also some more of the other um, you know mainstream stuff in a different type of way. Uh, I'm not entirely sure though that that um, that kind of difference is necessarily always a good thing. Uh, I, I I I think that uh, that sort of thing, the um, comics for intellectuals and aesthetics not aesthetic but like I don't know high art comics I mean it goes a certain way and I mean it goes a certain length a certain distance it's not always the most important thing in the world I don't think uh, I don't think it has to be comics for intellectuals I mean like here, what I'm saying is um, are we in this case I'm disappointed because like I just thought all right, we're making, there are stakes in using certain types of images, right? Like, it doesn't even have to be for intellectual, right? So, like, if we're saying, I believe in those stakes, right? I believe if we're, um, adults is not the word, but, like, we, we're held responsible for, like, the decisions we're, we're making because of, you know, like, we're, we're responsible for it, right? So, <laughs> either we're, either we're going to say that, okay, Island is just, Okay, um, it is just it's a magazine. Like, it's cool. It's all right for them to use this as an aesthetic. Like, or we're going to have to say, you know, at this, are we holding them accountable for what what they're doing? And are we holding... No, no, just, no we're not. 
No. No, I guess what I'm saying, well, I think we are definitely holding We are as the the five of us, but the market, no. I don't think that, I guess I don't agree with the the starting point that Island Island was was substantially different from every other comic book in its sort of um, intention and construction, you know? Like, I don't think it was starting saying that it was going to... I think it was really just, like, regular comic... Regular mainstream comic artists doing their best, you know, that they could do at that time, but I don't think it's actually... Um, I don't think it necessarily promised that it was going to, like, take us... Take its place... I, I, well, first of all... I, First of all, I don't even think that a person, like, getting specific to the conversation that brought us together, I don't think that that this particular person can promise to take us particular places when it comes to when it comes to race and gender because I, I think this person is outside of what he's talking about and doesn't have an inside track either. But, um, so I, I guess I always ex- I always expect a lot from comics, but I also forgive a lot. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't think it was... I, I think that we can hold things to standards, but also not think that uh, that a certain type of comic is necessarily like... like I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Like, I can... I can in an abstract sense, I can I can grasp what you're saying, Ron, but I don't necessarily know that I'm on the same page with you with um with this with this with with that part of the conversation. So, like I I I don't think that all these I don't think that all these comics are really substantially um, inherently doing something particularly different from one another. I'm just in a conception. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, you know, people are really creating things thinking about the responsibility of depicting images. I mean, I think some people are certainly, but I don't think that that's the general understanding of, you know, what happens when you draw somebody. Um, I think, Ron, you're thinking about it in a particular way, and in a way that I think I've started to think and ask about it. But I don't think that most people go... It doesn't seem to me both in the way that conversations are had after the fact and also even kind of when you discuss it with people that they're really thinking, okay, I'm depicting the following scene. What responsibilities do I have when I do that? What responsibilities do I have when I draw this person this way? What responsibilities do I have when I pick, you know, this outfit for them versus the other, you know, this pose for them versus the other? It's a lot of stuff to think about. Like, it's a lot of things because there are a myriad of ways that it can go wrong as you know several people have you know kind of tripped over themselves and discovered (laughs) but but I I generally don't think that as a community at least you know from what I can see between either the mainstream or in the less mainstream um the like faux indie comics or like the actual like indie you know super small press like I I'm not sure that people are really thinking about the power involved in representing a person, place, or thing in a particular way. 
when they go to work. Is it part of an editor's job to be thinking about it? Like, that's why, I mean, there are, there are many reasons why you have an editor, but I think that that should be one of them. You should have someone. Everyone's got to be. It can't, like, every, the, the cartoonist has to be. The, like, if there's a separate writer, then the writer has to be. The letterer has to be. The editor has to be. Every single person involved in this has to be thinking about what all of these things mean together in the exact way that they've been configured, and very few people appear to be, judging by the shock when they're like, wait, my work is what? <laughs> every time. <laughs> Literally every time. So I just... I- I want to draw just, just draw a quick parallel between like between this and like what happens in publishing, right? I mean, because you literally have like the same publishing house will be publishing, you know, Roxanne Gay's work and also publishing Milo's work, right? Right, and so I think um, you know, you know, from from a broad point of view, um, people are going to find nourishment where where it lies. And if it's an 11-year-old girl picking up a Storm comic because she sees an empowered black woman and she's completely ignorant about, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, she's just getting off on the image of Storm being powerful and majestic versus someone who is, you know, double, double that age and is, you know, sort of critically engaging and picking things apart. I think that we can't, you know, we can't pretend that comics are any different from any other, you know, form of media where, I mean, you know, the Weinsteins, like the Weinsteins make all these prestige films and they also make all of these, you know, like throwaway monster movies, right? Um, I mean, and so I think it's, it's I, I, I think you're right that we have to, like, we should expect the individuals to attend to the implications, but I I don't think we should expect, and here I'm going to say Brandon is not, um, or Brendan, excuse me, is not a uh, is not a cartoonist when he's doing this. He's basically a company man. Speaking the right person, you know, not um, you know, not, not putting the same thought he would if he was creating an image like a, a 16 page story that has his name on it. He's like, cool, this is interesting content. Let's throw it out. And then he's acting shocked in a way, you know, and it's sort of depressing because in his own work, I think he's he's shown a greater sensitivity and, 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 a, and, a, and a better sensibility as a creator than he has as an editor slash publisher in, in, you know, in his role with, with, with Ireland. But again, it's not any different from, a, you know, a publishing company who thinks it's a good idea to sign Milo when they already have Roxanne Gay on their roster. I mean, but part of the reason they do that is because they don't think that there are going to be any consequences. Of course. Right? Like, you only do that if you think nothing's going to happen. Right. This is what I mean, though, is, like, part of it is that, you know, if, if we don't expect it, then they don't do it. If we don't continually address it, then they think that it's fine. Like, if no one had ever talked about this cover... I mean, and I'm sure people would have would have talked about it, you know, even in private or, like, whatever. But if, you know, it, I guess it hadn't swirled into whatever it was, like, you know, I can't imagine that... I mean, actually, honestly, I don't think anything's going to change anyway, but at least there's, like, a better chance that, you know, one or both of them will think twice before stepping into a situation like this. Sipping on the Hennessy, what you know about? Hey, 
yo, yo, hey, back for the first time, nothing like the last time, waiting till the next time, that'll be the best time, never been the worst time, never do rehearse mine, never disrespect mine, when I get the check, I'ma tell them to check mine, then I'm finna cash out, now I'm finna smash out, ride with the top down, baby, get that ass out, drop it really fast. I mean, I think that's why they always, people are always bemoaning Twitter, right, and like, oh, all these social media people blah 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 and it's like they're bemoaning it because it's like hey did you notice that oh yeah i noticed it too <laughs> oh hey let's 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 have a conversation in real time and be, oh yeah wow this has happened before oh and here's daryl running down the history oh thanks daryl you know and so it's like oh my god you know um whereas before like these conversations are really atomized and they don't they don't get a critical mass where you know people are writing a blog post about these exchanges you want you want to hear something fucked up i wasn't gonna hey i wasn't gonna say shit man like i was gonna i was just chilling because like yo this is the cover we caught you know what i mean mm. like and I'm, I'm just gonna chill and like i got other words coming out i was like man i'm so tired of it i'm just like b i'm gonna sit down and when i have time I'm gonna make a slow comment. I'm, mean, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna write an essay or I'm gonna draw a comment. I just get to the point where it's like, and half the time, you know, you're having this conversation with nitwits who come to the conversation like they, you know, they don't even bring anything worth parrying. You know what I mean? It's just like you just end up in your own sort of echo chamber with like way too much information, way too much energy, talking to someone who just is like really be wasting a couple minutes on their phone <laughs> you know what i mean so like getting to the point where it's like man um i saw daryl and then later you know jam like when i see people in the conversation like, like okay i'll have this conversation you know what i mean because like for the most part i don't know i don't know who's reading island um i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what the conversation is i think it's an interesting conversation to have with you guys i don't think that uh uh, Brandon or uh, Dil Raj are in this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I think I only really think they're useful as a case point for us to point at as we deconstruct this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really think, you know, like, I, maybe that's a very cynical way of thinking about it, but, like, that's kind of how I feel about it. No, no, I completely agree. I mean, um, you know, it's it's one of the reasons why it's not just this time, but, like, in other similar cases, I... I like let uh, I let a little bit of the venom drain out so that I can like focus more on like what like at least do my best to focus more on what the ideas are going on because at the end of the day the person matters a lot less and it, it, it it's a lot of the, the, I think the instinct is that people are like it's a this guy versus that person sort of thing that they that 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 that's the easiest thing for people to grasp but um but honestly it's like somebody somebody put something into the world and now that it's in the world I'm reacting to the thing and mm -hmm. the fact that we can trace that this particular person made it and put their name on it is, is less important and if they I mean you have the situations like uh, there was there was a situation a couple years ago where somebody just like just running around in some comment thread like shouting at everybody like you've made it about yourself we were just talking about your thing but now we're talking about you, you know, that's a little different mm -hmm. but um, yeah I mean like I and you know, I, I, you know, it, it's obvious that that taking out, talking about it as this thing that exists in the world 
has a has also has a lot to do, you know, apart from just like a male voice, you know, it also has another thing to do with like of like why like Brandon embraced my comment and not Jan's, you know. Whereas this sort of like like he, it was like it feels like it was easier for people to disassociate and and in it shouldn't have to be that way because when you're dealing with things that affect people so directly, it, it should it should be allowed it should be more allowed to to just let it get ugly because it is personal. But mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It, it, it's uh, uh, it's like my tendency to like vivisect these things like kind of makes me. Like the more I go on, the more like cold and clinical I get, and then it's sort of like, and it, it, it's just like naturally people, I don't know, get to be more okay with it. But I don't even know. No, I still make a fair amount of enemies with this sort of thing. That's why. That's why I don't. It's weird because people want you to be, be like that guy. Then like you start talking about this stuff, and then they want you to be like, "Hey, did you hear about this?" go beat this guy up. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I want to beat the guy up. If it's yeah. interesting, I might, like, I might want to beat up the idea or pull it apart, but, you know. I feel like I have to talk about it or else it's going to weigh on me, but I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm, like, decades into this, and I know that talking about it is not going to make any change. Right. People in power, because the people in power are just going to pretend like I never said anything about colorism or like I never said anything about race, which they've been doing for like, you know, two decades. So I know that saying, you know, saying it is not for them anymore. Like when I was young, I was like, oh, I'm going to write this because they just, they must not know. You know, <laughs> they know. They don't. Mm. So saying it at this point is so that I can not just be poisoned by this any longer, and also so that I can talk to other black people about it and cope with it. And it's really sad that that's the reason why I'm doing it now is to cope with the bigotry than to actually try to think that I'm going to change it. And when I say the bigotry, it's going to be like, people be like, she called me racist, and it's not about people. It's about the way the industry is set up, and the fact that they make it about them makes it even worse because, you know, like she said, I'm racist, and now I'm going to completely close myself off and make sure that people yeah. never in my social circle that I can never be called a racist. But in doing that and in closing off the social circle, you're closing an entire group of people off from a creative circle and from getting work. And totally ensuring that you actually become as racist as you're afraid of being called. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Practically, right? That's what I was going to say, though, Daryl, is that, like, you were saying that, like, your take was, like, a little bit more isolated from like it wasn't personal but I think for the most part like nothing that I had said to um to Brandon except for like one or two things where I think he'd just been exceptionally rude um you know it wasn't personal I was like okay here are the things that happened here's you know how it participates in this thing so can you please explain and I think I think people taking it personally is separate from us making it personal Oh, no. Like, I, you bring I, it... Cause yeah, I, think, I really agree with that. Because I, like, I will bring it to whoever's door. Like, I don't care. But, like, I think part of that is... I guess part of the reason that I choose to engage semi-frequently um, 
is not necessarily like because I think I'm going to change their mind, but instead it's like the other thing that I was saying was that like people will do things if they think that they can get away with them. Yeah. Like people will do things if they think that no one's going to say anything. And, you know, if if they feel like no one's going to say something, then they'll just get away with, like, whatever they want to do. And to me, I'm like, no, I, I'll say something. I, I will say something. That's fine. If, if that's all it takes. Like, it's not going to take that much out of my day to be like, y- you know that was racist, though, bro, right? Like, you know. <laughs> that's, that's the jab. Yeah, I don't think that you I don't think that your way of approaching it was, was wrong in any way. I definitely have noticed on my own end that there was this, there felt like, I'm not sure how real it was, but it felt to me in a lot of cases that I, people started looking at me like, like, um, like a weapon. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go get somebody at every given moment. And that feeling really, really changed the way I engaged after a while because people like stop seeing me like as a person and more like as a consequence of what will happen to someone else who messes up and I'm like and and it's really like you know it's like I might think of a funny joke or see a uh, like a cool gif and want to post it and people are just like like telling on telling on so-and-so to get I'm like oh you know so it's <laughs> and like and I also feel like there's a limit to social capital and I feel like I expended a great deal of social capital with certain conflicts that I got had gotten into in the past that are sort of like if I get into a conflict anywhere adjacent to this person or this group then I'm just gonna then it's just gonna be written off as that guy you know like there's gonna be like oh that's just mean old Daryl just shaking the racism cane and <laughs> so, you're yeah. to your appearance already Daryl so don't worry too much about it <laughs> now I have a question because like how how far off do you think we are from the next cover like this because I wonder like at this point I wonder if people if editors if marketers are seeing this and seeing these conversations and thinking maybe I can use this conversation as Marketing, I can use this conversation that I'm expecting as attention. Like that, that chick tail pulling of marketing, where it's like, I'm just going to do this screwed up thing because I know people are going to come to me. I wish, I wish Thomas was that smart. No, Julian, like, here's the thing. I think it's in solicitations already right now, and I think it was in solicitations before this, and I think that the in currency in of January. It, yeah, the currency of it is 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 good. It's good or bad. It's like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like a lot of I think you could look at a lot of the sort of marketing uh, ploys in using characters of color or sexual um, or uh, varying genders or whatever is this sort of thing anyway. Like, I, I don't think, I think it's, this is maybe a more naked and, and less, uh, you know, a more, a more daft version of it. But like, it's the same thing. It's the flattening out of it. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, the way I thought, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel like I feel like all of those, all of the characters, you know, uh, race swap characters and everything. I feel like it's always that, man. Like I don't, I don't think it's. I think um, this was just clumsy as hell. But I think I, I put it all in the same basket. Like I don't, I don't see it as being that much different. 
I mean, maybe the motive that you're mentioning, like meaning, okay, so uh, even the fact that it is um, sort of a, uh, a negative reaction that we could use that. I mean, maybe maybe that could be something new, but even if that is the case, intentional or not, I'm sure it's already in solicitations. So, like, it'll be in there every month. If you look hard enough, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, I also think that the whole... I think that there's going to be an increase of this sort of thing because as people who are completely inept about depicting black people at all and they're not black themselves are kind of getting into this wave of we have to put black people in our stuff, we have to be diverse, we have to do all this stuff and they they run in there without a full clear idea or understanding of what they're doing and they make all types of mistakes. So I think that we're going to see, like, an increase of this sort of thing. It's more people, like, kind of hurry to try to, like, like, like be relevant. Because they, they, a lot of them, you know, they, they do it, put their hands on their hips, and they're so proud. Like, look at what I did. And people are just like, that is awful. So um, <laughs> they don't know yet. And so I think there's going to be, like, some hard lessons and growing pains along the way. Or, or not, only, not even along the way, but, like, in the near future. Julian, yeah. Do you remember a few months ago, like I, I talked to you about something where there was an artist who was working on a project, who um, I can't remember. They were working on a project. Someone asked me to look at a character and to suggest a colorist, and then I replied, "Well, if you're going to draw these characters, and this character is supposed to have dark skin." you'll have to kind of like, either you're going to, if you're going to do it in coloring, you'll probably have to take sort of like a lean Claire direction. And if you're not, if you're going to, if you're not going to do that, if you're going to do it in the drawing, then you're probably going to have to do it in the inking. And the artist is going to have to think about essentially how they use spot blacks throughout the entirety of the picture, not just on the characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember and that. Then, and then the writer or the producer went back and talked to the artist. And the artist gave and up. The artist gave up, fam. <laughs> <laughs> the artist tapped out. Yeah, it was like, you know, kind of a politically vocal uh, white artist. And, yeah, they just gave up. They're like, oh, well, this is entirely too hard. I'm like, hey, fam, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? And and fuck my life. Not a lot of my uh, white forebears spent any time kind of actually looking at like what I look like. So <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of language I had to make up myself. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's tough. Join the fucking club. It's a job. Do the job. <laughs> they chose not to. You know, to mm. the to the loss of I guess that writer. But yeah, I remember that whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's it's. it's like I don't think they like I don't think they want to try. I don't think the retailers want this stuff. I don't think the publishers want to sell this stuff. You know what? I don't know. Like you gotta pull out some spike type stuff and like how she just makes her entire own lane and her own customer base and her own distribution for any of this to work because it's like the institution as it is right now ain't built for this. At least not from what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I, 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 like I, I'm, I'm to the, I'm past the point of cynical. I just like I don't, 
I don't believe none of them. I don't trust none of them. Like, y'all don't want this. Like, y'all say it, but y'all want And even, like, some of the people, I guess you could say, in the cars, like, they too focused on other things that I think are, like, hella shallow, too. So, like... I mean, Julian, I would say that it's somewhere between what you and Ron are saying, right? Like, I think that there are plenty of well-meaning people who want it, but they don't want to do the work. It's too hard, and so they just don't. And and that's, that's like, really, I think that's kind of what's sadder, is that, like, I think there are probably a lot of, like, well-meaning people who would like for this to happen, but when they look at all the things that would be necessary for it to actually happen, they decide it's too much work and do something else. Yeah. Or they, Whether, or they'll like, do it halfway because they still want that USA Today interview. They still want that, you know, that, that mention in Essence Magazine or overnight. Right. They're going to do it anyway. It's just it's like, well, I'm not going to put in the work. I'm just going to do the very minimal to use your skin as a diversity shorthand and get that attention, but not do the work to represent your cross. Those are actually the worst kinds because those are the ones who will climb up on the cross and just be like, you know, I try. They, 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 they climb up on the cross and they're like, I don't understand why I'm being punished for trying. <laughs> and it's like, Sammy, you're not being punished for trying. You're being punished because you're shit. Like, you did a shit job. Like, you did a bad job. And, and if you had made any actual attempt, then maybe you wouldn't have. But instead, you presented us with this. So now we're here. Like, and every time... You can see the difference between someone who is trying and not getting it right, because that happens, and someone who is just doing the minimum for attention. It, it, you can really see in the process. I think you can tell in the way that they respond to criticism, basically. Like, someone who's actually trying is like, oh, man, I didn't realize that. I tried to, like, do this thing. It didn't work. I'm sorry. And the other is, like, you know... I mean, the best example is always, like, you know, the people on the right hate me and the people on the left hate me. What am I going to do? And it's like, well, you could actually just be better. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's one option. But, like, you know, it's just a complete failure to self-reflect and a disinterest in self-reflection. Well, I mean, I, I also think... No, go ahead, please. Yeah, I... I so just just to talk to your point about criticism, um, I think that one of the reasons you shouldn't underestimate that one of the reasons why is because we have no right to criticize, right? And so I mean it's it's almost like when 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 Daryl said it, it was like oh wow okay this you know this man is telling me about cartooning. Um, it's just like wait who are you who are not in this industry or in, in this industry in a way that I recognize? But it's like, but wait, this is media, and media attracts, you know, criticism from people who aren't practitioners. It's like, ah, yeah. bullshit, you know? And so, um, I mean, this this is, you know, like Oscar So White. This is, I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, you would think at this point that Hollywood would know how to properly apply makeup and color and light non-white skin but you know like go go around and talk to you know talk to Denzel and talk to us they, they bring their own makeup artist to set but it's like yo he's, he's been in like literally 75 movies you guys haven't figured out yet that he's going to need a different set of, of, of instruments to bring out you know I mean and so I mean it's I mean it's it's uh, yeah, it was awesome when Spike went when he did the movie in Italy. 
they had Denzel's barber come out to cut our hair all the way out to Italy because it's like wow. it was production we wouldn't have people to cut our hair properly. Wow. It was awesome though, man. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, yeah, this is dope. I was that was a, like that was one of my starstruck moments. Just like behind the scenes, I was like, wow. So this guy cuts Denzel's hair too. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they only used to do her own makeup too? Like when she first started in modeling, because like, she did not know how. I mean, the reason why Tyra, it was like, oh, Tyra was out there with her mother. Uh, the reason Tyra was out with her mother so her mother could, like, hook her up when, <laughs> when they didn't know what the hell they were doing. You know, that's called tech. That's called civ tech. That's like, you know, that's technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> gotta hack, you got to hack these systems. Hey, we out here, man. Like, we, we trying to... We're trying to change things. I'm about to get off of this uh, this line so I can try to make some more work to try to keep up with this. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I got I got I got a couple more years of a big push. You're like, let's see let's see if I can do my part before I'm washed away. <laughs> you know, try to try to say something in this um this vast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. You've know. already succeeded, man. Uh, I got a, I got a few more. I got more of a race to do, you know. Like, um, I think it's funny looking at the history of it. I was talking with Sean Thomas. Like, with Sean Thomas, if you don't know, like he's an animator. Um, he works. Uh, he has he worked on Justice League, or he did a bunch of DC animation. Like, uh, the movie, he, yeah, he did. He was like he was the art director, designer on um Boondocks, like he mm. was my uh, boss on uh Black Dynamite. He was one of the producers on Black Dynamite and also like, like he he, you know, did a ton of work on that show. But he's always going back and forth now between Japan and uh the United States. He's building projects and he's essentially like he's almost out there on his own. And um he made me acutely aware of historically how important it is to uh, do your part, be visible, and also not to think too much about, like, in an egotistical way, about, like, uh, your place in a self-centered way, like, but your place as part of a continuous sort of uh, pushing to make to make culture and change the culture that we we have. So um, all that to say, like, all of us working in concert is very important. Continuing to see, uh, if only to voice how we view the use of our images or the images of our bodies and or anything. You know, like, we could have this conversation about things not involving black bodies, right? Maybe even... And we could have this conversation about the complete absence thereof, you know, in some situations or like the vacuums or like, you know, how any amount of imagery is being used. Because like, and when I say intellectual before, Daryl, like, I, when I say intellectual, I don't mean like academic stuff. I mean, just hey. literally think, sorry, man, just literally <laughs> thinking critically about uh, what we do. You know, we're organic intellectuals, right? You know, it's our hands. We create... Uh, we create a um, a well of knowledge about what it is we do, and you know, I'm a dropout. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Like, I'm playing know. with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't mean to suck all the air out of the room. Yeah, that's all good, man. Yeah. Well. But I really, I really am about people. Keep going, George. This is no. nice shit. It's about 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to start wrapping it up. So, um, can everybody say how they can be followed on the on the internet and where people can find their work? Let's start sure. with uh, Jam. Okay, you guys can follow me on Twitter at, at uh, 11 after, E-L-E-V-E-N-A-F-T-E-R. And my writing is all over the internet. Just Google me. <laughs> okay. Um, Daryl. Uh, Daryl Io on Twitter, D A R R Y L A Y O. And that's where I live. <laughs> Cheryl. Um, Cheryl Eaton, you can uh, find me at digitalfem.com. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter unless you really like Mary Work because that's pretty much all I'm talking about um, the people on the D, on the D on the D pie uh, section, you guys pick how you want to go out. You go ahead first. Man. All right, I'm going first. Um, it's Jonathan. Um, I am Elm City Tree. It's three words, but it's all one word on Twitter, on Instagram. On Snapchat, I'm Elm City Tree everywhere. I'm a pro- professor at CUNY, so if you want to find me, come to my office hours. Nice. Also, you can see him on the 13th. He's in there, you know. Oh shit, doing knowledge, uh, science, you know. Chill, chill. Um, yeah, I'm Ronald Wimberly. You can uh, you can find me on Instagram under Ronald Wimberly. Uh, you can Google me. Um, I really don't care if you find me on Twitter. Like, <laughs> you can find me there. Um, yeah, that's it. Or Facebook. Jeez, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> buy my comics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for doing this. Thank, thank you. You know, I was able to get everything for together. Us. Thank you, man. I don't know when the show will be done. It'll probably be in a couple weeks. Um, but I'll let you all know. Again, Our minds were searching through a wonderland It was the age of wonder And the gods had become too small To restrict the narrative any longer Future became their destination Dedicated to creating their own destinies A cool thing, no, oh, what a cool thing It seems so far Ignorant Bliss is on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Mixcloud. It's also a part of the Taylor Network of Podcasts. It is also part of Critical, the movie review network on Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can follow on Twitter, IGBL Podcast. You can follow me at Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E on all the major social networks. Um, Ignorant Bliss is on Facebook, so follow, like, and the such. Ignorant Bliss Podcast. Uh, please review the show on everything you can and share it. And the email for the show is ignorantblisspodcast at gmail.com. Always check for the show notes for links to the people that's on the show, along with uh, any other little factoids and links to how to listen to the show. 
and my playlist for the show. Also, the website for the show is ignorant-bliss.com. And peace. Trees and